0: Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Ray made coffee this morning. Woo! No, no. That coffee had a life of its own. Woo! Hallelujah. Good morning. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Say amen. Amen. You know, it's been a great, great week. There's been a lot of snow on the ground, a lot of snow on the roofs. JR hasn't left the house for four days. I, huh? Where was I at? I was in my house. (laughs) When I look out my window and see white, it's snow and I ain't going out there. I don't leave my house when it's ice on the ground. But anyway, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. It's good to be with my family. Good to be with my friends. I am blessed beyond recognition. Sun's shining. Lord's in, in the, on the throne. Holy Spirit's running around here like he's going crazy this morning. Ooh, look out, y'all. It's going to be a good day. I promise you that. I don't know if y'all realize it or not, but it's February. That means cold weather's just about gone in Texas. I will be glad. <sighs> have y'all had a good week, really? I see some new faces around here. I see some new face around here. Good to have you back, Jeremy. I hope you. S- I hope you're back to stay this time. But I ain't gonna pick on you too much today, I promise. But uh. I was told outside a while ago, Dave Dottie fell and hurt his leg and won't go to the doctor, so we need to be praying about his leg, whatever it is. If it's a spring break, whatever it is, we need God to heal him, get him back on his feet. Buddy is officially retired now, so, (laughs) you gave him one week off. Poor Buddy, I feel sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) all right all kidding aside everything else we got some business to take care of this morning guys I want everybody to turn mark step away from the board a little bit oh you took the numbers off you see that you see that bottom number down there on the bottom at 579 that was last week's offerings guys Y'all like this building? You want to keep worshiping here? We got to pay the bills. I don't normally get up here and tell y'all a bunch of stuff about your tithing. But I am going to tell you something. God said if you give a tenth of your salary, which is his tithe, that belongs to him. He said I will bless the 90% that's left over. If you don't believe me, try me. So, if you don't believe in tithing, I'm telling you right now, you need to. Because you may not think you can afford to do it. But I'm going to tell you something else. You can't afford not to. Because he will take that tenth that you give to him and the 90 that you have left over, and the 90 that's left over will go twice as far as the 100% will. You know why? Because God said so. He said, I will stretch your 90 out to take care of your business. Now, guys, I'm not that guy that gets over here and preaches about tithing because one of the things I don't like is preachers spend all day talking about giving your money to God. But I will tell you this. The rent did increase this year. The insurance went up this year. The cost of living has gone up. And if you don't do your part, we can't keep those doors open. Okay, have I said enough about tithing? Have I said enough about it? You understand what I'm saying? You like your place here. I know you got it. I know God has sent the money into this church to do miracles and do massive things with. The only thing he did was leave me in charge of getting it out of your pockets. So if I can't do it with words, I'm going to do it with figures. I can tell you all day long, my life, my life. if I hadn't tithe the way God told me to, I would not have the things I have. That's a fact. If you don't believe me, I have a couple in here that came to me about three years ago, and I taught them about tithing. They used to have to come to me and say, hey, JR, I need help with this, I need help with that. I haven't heard from them needing help for about three years now. Because what they have goes all the way to what they need. And if you don't think tithing works, ask Mark Franklin. He'll tell you. So, I'm going to quit preaching on tithing now. And I'm going to go back to preaching on something else. Today is Communion Sunday. We're going to do our communion service here in just a minute. We're going to do our tithing offerings. And let me tell you something, folks. You think tithing helps you out? Wait till you start doing above your tithe. When you do above your tithe and help other people with their finances, God really pours out blessings. You don't believe that? Try him on that one, too. Now, I talked about money. I'm talking about money. I want to talk about loving God. I want to about, talk about loving Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. So, buddy, y'all drop your beat. Barbara, you drop your beat, y'all pass the plate, pass out the sacraments during the songs that's being played, and we'll get on with our business. Y'all ready? Everybody's ready to say amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we have together this morning. Thank you for the worship that's fixing to take place in this place. Bless the givers with all that they have. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Lord. I'm going to exchange my cross someday for a crown. The old cross gets heavy sometimes, don't it? But you know what? It's worth every bit of it. On the night of the Passover, Jesus called the disciples and told them to go into the upper room and prepare the meal. And they went up and prepared the feast of the Passover. And if you don't know what the Passover was, the Passover was a celebration of God blessing the Israelites when they were still in Egypt. When the Pharaoh was told to set his people free, he was given opportunity after opportunity to do so. And Jesus said, the next next plague that will come on Egypt will be of your choosing. And due to his past experiences in life, he wanted the firstborn of every Jew to be killed. And that was the curse that God put on the earth that night. But he spared the Jews by this symbol thing that they did. They went around to the doorpost and they painted lamb's blood on the post and on the cross piece of the door. If the house was covered by the blood and they were under under the blood, inside the blood, the angel of death passed by. And it became known as the Passover. And Jesus wanted to celebrate the Passover because he knew that he was going to be sacrificed, that his life was coming to an end on this earth. And he wanted to celebrate one last Passover with them before he died. So he gathered them together in the room and they ate the Passover meal. And at the end of the meal, the tradition of the meal is that they would take the bread and eat bread at the end of the meal. It's unleavened bread, but it was bread. Jesus took the loaf of bread. And he held it up to his father and he said, Dear Heavenly Father, this is my body that will be broken for them. And he told his disciples to take and eat of this bread. That is the biggest cracker i ever eaten in my life. Then he took the cup. He said, Father, this cup represents the blood that I'm going to shed to wash away their sins and to seal the covenant between us and them. He took, said, to the disciples, take and drink. He also said, do this in remembrance of me and do it often. We in this church do it every month. I say that you as Christian people can do it every day of your life. You should take that. You should remember Christ's body being broken for you. The beating that he took was not of his own, but it was yours. It was to heal your body of sicknesses and diseases. It was to kick corona in the in the tail. Excuse me. Jesus paid the price for every disease before it even came about. The blood that he shed was to wash away your sins. That you could have fellowship with God. It's important that we remember what he did for us. Because without Christ, we would not be able to have a relationship with God the Father. So through Christ Jesus, we have that ability. And I think we need to do it in remembrance of him all the time. As often as we can. We need to remember who Christ is every day of our lives. So that's our communion service for the day. Now, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to get into reading the Word of God. And I ask God to bless the reading every Sunday, so I'm going to ask him again. Dear Heavenly Father God, as I read these words today, bless them. Bring them to a realness of who they are and what they are. Open our ears that we may hear them, and our eyes that we may see them. Father, I pray that these words bring comfort and peace to everyone who hears them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. He heard me. This is why I leave my phone in the car on Sunday morning. I want you to turn with me today. We're going to go to the book of Psalms. I know y'all think I do a lot in the Psalms, but I do a lot in the Psalms because I believe in the Psalms. I'm going to Psalms 27. I don't know if I've read this one to y'all or not, over the time or not, but we're going to read it today because it's what God told me to read. Me and Buddy were sitting in there and said, I got my word. Buddy was there when I got it. Tell me when you get to Psalms 27. Y'all ready to read? Blessed reading of the word. Dear Lord, in my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of life of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked one comes against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Through war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have declared of the Lord, that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to ignore, to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in a secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me, he shall. Set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacles. And I will sing. Yes, I will sing. Praise the Lord. Oh, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, Seek my face. My heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me, and do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God, for my salvation. When the father of my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your ways, O Lord, and lead me in the smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the well of the adversaries, for a false witness has risen against me, and such as breath out of violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of the word today. Guys, the encouragement that I get from this psalms is real simple. It's the most simple thing that I can get from it. It Tells me that no matter what I'm facing, where I'm going, what I have to come up against, God is always there. God is my strength, people. God is what brings me through the treacherous times. God is also the one who brings me through the good times. God is my strength. He's my encouragement. But he's also my comfort. It says that I should be in joy of the Lord. Whose joy am I living under? Jesus said before he left this earth, I leave you my joy. Why would he say that to us if he didn't mean to do it? You see, God and Jesus never says anything just to be saying it. When he says, I leave you my joy, what's that mean? He left his joy here. What was Christ's joy? Uh Uh-oh, just stumped you, didn't I? What was the joy of Christ? Knowing that his father had his back no matter what happened. No matter what he had to face, God was right there with him. When he turned away and tried to go to the left or to the right, where was God? Right there. So that's joyful, guys. If you're in this room today and you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you know that you know that wherever you go, whatever you do, even if you don't want him to, God is still there. So I would advise you of this. Don't take God anywhere you don't want him to be because if you go there, he's going. You don't want God in, in a bunch of filth and dirt and nastiness. Don't go there. And that may be a word for somebody this morning. If you don't want to take, if you don't want God in filth, don't take him there. People, I get these things all the time where people are hollering. We need to put God back in school. We need to put God back in there. Let me tell you something, folks. You ain't big enough, strong enough, bold enough, or got the ability to move God out of anywhere because he's everywhere. God is already in the schools. What we need to do is get children back involved in God and back involved in church to where when they go to school, God is there, and they recognize him, and they work with him, and they work around him. He's already there. We don't got to take him. Oh, I'm preaching something this morning. When we go to work in the mornings, don't worry about what your job is. Don't worry about how much you hate your job. What you need to do is realize God provided you a way to make a living. You better be joyful in it, and you better rejoice in what you're doing because he can take it away from you just like that. Don't work for your money. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. Don't work for money. work for God's glory. If you're working for God's glory and you give the glory to God for it, the money will come. He says, I will meet your needs. I got to take a breath for a minute, guys, because I'm getting wound up here. I'm fixing to get wound up big time. When we walk around in our community, we don't need to worry about, are we taking God with us? He's already there. It's up to us to live the life that he gave us to live. He wants us to walk around helping people, doing what we need to do, living for him. And if we do what we're supposed to do, then he gets to show up and show off. Oh, I ain't seen God working a long time. Maybe you need to clean your house up a little bit. Maybe you need to clean up the way you're living. Because if you ain't seeing God, that means you ain't looking for him. No, I'm preaching. T- <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but I don't care. You see, God has a plan. God had a plan back in Genesis 1 1. God's plan don't stop till Revelation 22. The plan is in action. My question to you is are you a participant? Are you participating in the plan? Are you just walking around taking up air? Are you taking up human skin for no reason? You buried the flesh when you accepted Christ. You quit living for your flesh when you took Jesus home. Or did you lie to him? Or did you lie and pretend? Or did you do it because everybody thought you should? Are you living for God because it's in your heart or because it's in your brain? If it's in your brain, you're in trouble. Because if it's in your brain, the devil can change your thoughts. The devil can twist your mind and make you think things are the way they are, but they're not. The world out there today that we live in strives on our brain. Our fear is in our brain, not in our heart. Because that word just told me a while ago in verse 3 or 4, I think it is, that the Lord is my strength. Why am I afraid? Because my brain has been manipulated. Oh, COVID will kill you. Yeah, COVID will kill you. So will a truck and a car and a bicycle. And you slip in the shower and fall just right. It'll kill you. Quit living in fear. Quit living on what might happen and start living on what is happening. God has got his hand on you, he's walking with you and he's protecting you. He's keeping you safe. Give him praise. Give him praise. Your bank account's low? Maybe it's your, maybe it ain't your bank account's low. Maybe it's your enthusiasm for God's low. Oh, but Jr., I can't make ends meet. You can't as long as you're being greedy. As long as you're working for money, you ain't going to make it. Oh, did I preach that? Did I really say that? But if that's your goal in life is to be rich, good luck. Because it says the richest is the poorest. The one with the most money is usually the poorest of all. But the poorest in value is the richest in God's eyes. Why is the poorest in money the richest in God's eyes? It's not hard to figure out, guys. Because when you don't have nothing... You're grateful for what you have, and you're asking God for help. You're leaning on God, not your own self. When you lean on your bank account instead of God, you're in trouble. I, I probably shouldn't be preaching this stuff, right? And I probably shouldn't be preaching about all this. I shouldn't be telling y'all that the way you're living is wrong. I shouldn't be telling y'all that if you don't live for God, you're living for the wrong reason. If your house is... If your house is in turmoil, your relationships in turmoil, your finances are in turmoil, everything around you is falling apart, maybe it's because you got away from God. Maybe you ain't put your hand where your hand needs to be. Or better than that, you ain't put your heart where your heart needs to be. See, your heart needs to be wrapped around God. Your belief should be in Christ. Your strength comes from Christ. Your blessings come from God, and your comfort comes from the Holy Spirit. If you ain't utilizing those three things, why are you crying? Why are you complaining because you don't got nothing? Why are you complaining because you're sick? Why are you complaining because your wife cheated on you or your husband's fixing to leave you? Why are you crying about it when you didn't put God in it first? Again, I'm getting in trouble. Somebody out there is going to turn their radio off or turn their TV off or get up and walk out of the room because I'm telling you the truth this morning and you don't want to hear the truth. The truth is your problems in your life is not your problems. It's God dealing with you through your problems. Did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. God will not keep you from your own stupidity. I ain't supposed to say stupidity either. I'm sorry, guys. But I'm going to tell y'all something. This poor white boy up here on this altar, I may not say the right things at the right time, but I will tell you this for sure. When I'm talking to you about God's love for you, it's real. God loves you for who you are. Oh, but J.R., you don't know what all I've done. It don't matter. When you went to your knees and asked Jesus into your life, no matter who you were, what you were, what you stood for, or what you believed in, You turned it over to God, and you accepted Christ. You were born again in a new spirit. And that new spirit's got to be nurtured just like when you were a little teeny tiny baby. When you were a little teeny tiny baby, you were given milk to drink. You were given substance to live on. Christian people, Christian brothers and sisters, you need some substance to live on. And your substance comes from Jesus Christ. If it don't come from him, you ain't getting none. Steak and potatoes will not fill your need. It'll fill your gut and make you big, but it won't fill what you need. You need God. You need to be listening to Jesus Christ's words. You need to be reading the Bible. You need to be going to church. Yes, going to church. You don't need to be sitting at home. And I know this is going to kill my ratings, but I don't care. You don't need to be sitting at home watching TV. You need to be out going to church and fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters. Because God's word says, forsake ye not the gathering of the saints. What's that mean? Does that mean mean staying home by yourself? No, that means getting up and coming into a room full of people that are like-minded and like-hearted and serving God and worshiping God, celebrating Jesus, praising his name, worshiping him in all forms, in music and money and tithing and time and energy together. You need to be rubbing elbows with somebody that rubs elbows with somebody with God. You want to live like the devil? Go ahead. But don't cry to God because you ain't got what you need. Don't cry to God because your life's falling apart. He gave you the instruction book of how to live. Oh, I preach this so many times, it ain't even funny no more. My grandma used to tell me this, and I'm going to keep saying it till the day I die. When you lay down with the dogs, you're going to get the fleas. If you rub up against the dogs, you're going to get the mange. Get away from the dogs of life. Get into the house of God and find out what Christian people are supposed to do. Live a life that God intended us to live, not the life that we chose to live. When you look through your flesh, you're going to live the wrong way. Breathe, JR, breathe. I got news for you folks. This psalms lays it out in no uncertain terms. Give your life to God. Give your bank account to God. Give your cars to God. Give your kids to God. Give your house to God. Give everything you own to God and see what God can do with it because you've messed it up so bad it ain't fixable no more. Your flesh will will mess it up. When you live by your flesh, you're going to mess it up. So quit trying to do it that way. Turn it over to God and let God fix it. You got a bad relationship with your wife? It's probably because you don't have God in the middle of it. God comes first, folks. There ain't a marriage out there that'll last if God ain't the head. Everybody says, well, I'm the head of my house. No, you better not be, brother. You better not be the head of your house because if you're the head of your house, we already know what that's going to do. You're going to fall on your face. You're going to fall on your face. You better put God first, and you better do it the way God tells you to do it. Oh, I don't know how God tells you. That's because you don't get up and read the Bible It's because you ain't read the book. Oh, I'm preaching hard this morning. I'm preaching to y'all today. And if you're listening to my sound of my voice, you know I'm being dead serious. I had a man, I showed Dale the tape this morning. I was laying in the bed Tuesday morning, and I was giving up, guys. I'm just like y'all. I get tired. I get beat down. I get wore out. I get depressed. I get anxiety coming over me. And <laughs> sometimes it just gets overwhelming. And I'm laying there in the bed at 8, o'clock. I pick up Facebook, and I hear this preacher on there, and he's talking about young preachers. He's telling young preachers, stop worrying about what's going on. Stop worrying about the numbers being down in church. Quit worrying about the ties being down. Quit worrying about that stuff. Put God first and preach the word that God gave you. If the house is empty, preach. If the house is full, preach. If the house is being disobedient, preach. He even went as far as telling me that Moses preached for 300-something years and never got anybody saved. Another preacher preached for 33 years and never got nobody saved. And then Elisha couldn't find nobody to get saved. God told him to go to the Valley of the Bones and preach to the bones. And he went to the bones and he preached to the east, the west, the north, and the south. And life came back to those dried-out dead bones, and they got up and praised God. If you are dead bone, get up. Get up off of your self-esteem. Get off of your self-understanding and put your trust in God and learn how to live for God. <coughs> I gotta have a drink. Gotta wet this throat, because if I don't, y'all are gonna hear me coughing and choking. <laughs> God said, God said for us. To become obedient to the word of God. He didn't tell us to become obedient to our understanding. He didn't tell us to become obedient to our will. He said, Learn my word and live by it. How are you gonna learn his word? How are you gonna learn it? If you don't read it, you ain't gonna learn it. If you don't, and you can read it all day long by yourself, and I guarantee you this you can read it all day long by yourself and you ain't gonna get it. But you come into a place where God's being taught by a preacher that loves God and a congregation that loves God, and you spend a day with them, an hour or two a day with them, you're going to find out what loving God's all about. You're going to learn how to do it. And when you learn how to love God the way you're supposed to, oh, y'all get ready for this one. Y'all ready? When you learn to love God, you'll learn how to love your wife and your husband. You'll learn how to love your kids. You'll learn how to love that boss that you don't like. You'll learn how to love those neighbors that you don't really understand. You'll learn how to love those people from other countries. You'll learn how to love everybody the way God told us to. You see, Jesus said, love God with all your mind, body, and soul. And then you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Who did he tell you to love first? Why? Because he is love, and he spreads love, and he tells you how to love, and he shows you how to do it, and he wrote a book about it to help you with it, and he gets in your heart through the Holy Spirit and teaches you how to do it. Are y'all with me? I'm preaching to somebody this morning. I know I am. Stop living for what you think is the right thing to do. It ain't about how much money you got in your bank account. It's not about how good a car you drive or what kind of house you live in. It's not even about what you think is the right thing to do. Because if you're thinking, it's probably stinking, which relates to stinking thinking. And stinking thinking will live you lead you to stinking living. And stinking living will lead you to hell. Do you hear me? Stop living for what you think. Live for what God says. Trust God's Word in everything you do. Is it possible? Is it possible for us to live the Word of God? It's possible. Now, I want to ask you something. Is it profitable to live God's Word? God said, I will give you life full of abundance. Ooh, that's a big word, ain't it? What's abundance mean? A Plenty. He'll give you everything you need, everything you desire, everything that he intended you to have in the first place. He'll give it to you. But you got to live for him. If you don't live for him, he'll tuck a little bit here, take a little bit there. He'll make it hard to make money. He will make it hard for you to make the money you need. You'll work three or four jobs trying to do it if you're not living for God. Put God in the middle of it and see how hard you have to work. Put God in the middle of it and see what kind of riches you get from it. God is a God of abundance. You understand that? He gives us our abundance. He says so in his word. John 10.10 calls the devil out. Guys, John 10 10, devil and Satan, and the Satan and Jesus is having a conversation. And he said, You have come to seek, destroy, to kill. But I have come that they may have life more abundant and full of what? Joy. Joy. You should be, you should be laughing and smiling every day of your life. People should walk up to you and say, what in the heck are you so happy about? What are you happy about? What are you so happy about? Jesus loved me enough down on a cross for me. God loved me enough that he sent his son to die for me. And the coolest part of all is when I die, I'm going to heaven. And if that ain't joy, I don't know what it is. If you ain't happy about going to heaven, you don't know what happiness is. If you don't know what living for God is all about, you don't know what happiness is. <coughs> if you're down and out, it's because you ain't got no God inside. Did I just say that about y'all? <laughs> out loud and in person. If you ain't living joyfully, you're living sinfully. Let me, tell you, let me rephrase that again. I'll say, I'll say it a different way. You ready? If you ain't filled with joy, you're filled with evil. Because what's the opposite of joy? Sadness and evil. What causes sadness? Evil. What causes joy? Godliness. Ooh, I'm preaching today. Y'all are paying me good today. Y'all paying me for a good sermon today. I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being depressed. I'm sick and tired of sitting at home worrying about you because you're not doing your part. Did I say that out loud? So what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start praying God comes down on you. I'm going to start praying when you start acting up, I'm going to pray God kicks you in the butt. I'm going to tell you right now. When you start feeling that kick in your pants, just sit back and say, "Jr's praying. <laughs> just say, "Jr's praying. And when you feel joy in your heart and you start living right, Jr's prayers got answered. Jesus said, if I come to him and ask for anything, it will be done. So get ready, folks. Get ready. Every time you reach for that beer can and God slaps you, Don't blame God. Blame junior Y'all got me? You understand what I'm telling you? Every time you get gripping about that account over there in the bank, and God takes a little bit more money out than what you thought you didn't have, don't blame God. Just say JR's is praying. When you get your paycheck and it's less than what you thought it was going to be, but you worked three times harder and you ignored God's call to go to Bible study, Mm-hmm. Don't say, don't say, God. What would you do? Say, Jr. Quit praying. <laughs> Go, to, stop missing Bible study. I'll stop praying that for you. Start going to Bible study. Start going to Sunday school. Start going to preaching sessions at the church. Start living your life for God the way God called you to live it, the way He told us to live it. Oh, don't get confused, guys. God may not have put a personal phone call into your ear saying you need to do this. But if you read his word, you'll find out something. God called all of us to do it. He said learn from me. And how you learn from it? you got to spend some time with him. How are you going to have a relationship with somebody you don't spend time with? You can't have a relationship with God if you don't spend some time with God. Ooh, I, did I say that out loud again? You can't be saved and walk around serving the devil. You can't do it. You got to get off that fence. Get your hand off that fence. Let go of the fence. Get away from the fence because the fence don't belong to God. The fence belongs to the devil in the first place. And If you're going to hang on to it, you're hanging on to the devil. If you're hanging on to the devil, you ain't submitted to God. Can the devil come in other forms? It ain't only a fence. When you hang on to that job so tight that you forget to go to church, you're hanging on to that world stuff, ain't you? When you're hanging on to that world stuff, what you going to get out of it? Oh, yeah, you're going to get something. You're going to get something. You're going to get a whole lot of the world. You see, we got to put more God in us than we do world. Oh, did I say that out loud again? God, I'm saying stuff out loud that I ain't even meaning to say but the more God you put in you, the less world has room for you or the less room you have for the world. You want to get your mind right? Fill it up with God. How you fill it up with God? Write it in your heart. It says in the Bible, fill your heart with the word. It will change the mind. When it changes the mind, it will change the mouth. Because what goes in has got to come out. You build up a supply, it starts running over. And it fills your brain, and it starts running over your brain. What's it what other avenue does it have to go out? Through your talking. Through your mouth. How should it come out of your mouth? If it's praise going in, praise changing your mind, what's gonna come out of your mouth? Praising God. When you praise God, what happens? You get blessed. Ooh. Are y'all getting this? Are y'all kind of getting the train on this? You get you Worship God. You get your heart full of the Spirit. Spirit fills your heart, fills your mind. starts running out of your mouth. Next thing you know, God's putting more in your heart. More's going in your brain. More's coming out of your mouth. And the blessing just flows and flows and flows. Because you can't outgive give God. You can't out-receive God. You can't get too much God in your life. Oh, you know, I go to church on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Praise God. Maybe you need that. Because if you go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Wednesday and Thursday may stick. Did y'all hear me? Some of it may actually stick. I'm not going to be, I'm not the suit wearing, fancy shoes, good looking, tie wearing preacher that's going to sit up here and pat you on the back and tell you, no matter how you try to live, God's going to love you for it. God's going to love you just for trying. If I start preaching that, will y'all do me a favor? Fire me, because that ain't the truth. God said, live what I told you to live. Live the way I showed you to live. Live what I wrote for you to live. Don't candy coat it. Don't try to do it your way. Do it my way or hit the highway. Plain and simple. You want to live for God? Live for God. You want to live for self-esteem? Suffer, because you're going to. You live for yourself, you're going to die for yourself alone. And you're going to do something else, because that word tells me if I'm disobedient to the word of God, he will blot me from the book of life. Well, Jr., I accepted Christ. Good. If you accepted him, then you better live it. Because the Bible tells me also it's better for you not to even know me than to know me and accept me. It's like having a millstone tied around your neck and throw it into the river. And I'm going to tell you something. Y'all know what a millstone is? It's this great big old concrete stone wheel. You tie that on a rope and put it around your neck and throw you in the river, two things are going to happen. You're going to go to the bottom, you're going to break your neck, and you're going to drown. Plain and simple, you're going to die. So you want to live for the world? Get ready to die for the world. You live in the world, you're going to die of the world. So you better separate yourself. And how do you separate yourself from the world? Come on. It's easy. Think about it. How do you separate yourself from the world? You accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you live for God. And you will separate yourself from the world. Plain and simple. Accepting Christ is the first step. And then you've got to become obedient to the word of God. Because if you're not obedient to his word, you're disobedient to his word. And if you're disobedient from his word and you got your hands out for blessings, guess what you're going to get? Nothing. Nada. God don't bless disobedience. And I ain't gonna sit here and tell you that God won't punish those that are disobedient. Because the Bible says he will. He will bring wrath upon you. He will allow things to happen to you that you would never dream of. If you don't believe it, go look at Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, how many times did he send messengers to them to straighten up? He even sent two angels to spend the night there to find righteous people. And what did they do to them? They tried to rape and kill them. So when God brought his wrath on them, what was it? It was firing brimstone from heaven, and destroyed the whole city. And he told the two, the two cup, the couple, with their the husband, wife, and kids, run up the mountain, run as fast as you can, and don't look back. And lot running, kids are running, wife is running, and she said, "Oh, <laughs> pillar of salt! Don't look back." When you give your life to God, keep going forward. Don't look back. Don't look back at your past. (laughs) One of the funniest things I ever heard, I saw in my whole life, was if you're looking for me in my past, guess what? I don't live there no more. Where am I? I'm on my road to glory. I ain't going backwards. I don't want to go backwards, guys. I really don't, because I know what that back back there was. I still got my little rear view mirror. I can look back in the rear view mirror once in a while and remember what I was. But I got that great big old windshield of God in front of me. And I want to keep going forward through that windshield. Because what I see on the other side is a whole lot better than what I've ever had. My, ha- my home and glory is a lot better than my life here. My home with God has no pain. I don't have arthritis there. These broken bones and joints don't hurt no more. This oldness goes away. The blindness goes away. The not being able to hear goes away. All the stuff that's in me right now that the world put on me, or that I put on myself, through the world living, goes away, and I become a new creature, a new creation with a new body. And I don't have to worry about working. All I got to do when I get to heaven is praise God. I want to be one of them little cherub dudes that fly around the throne praising Jesus. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I want to be that guy that people see me coming. They say, oh, God, here comes that godly man. Here comes that preacher. Look out. He's fixing to preach at you. He's going to tell you something about God. He's going to share Jesus with you. You better run. I want to be that guy. And how do you get to be that person? How do you get to be that person? You get up in the morning and you say, God, thank you for the life that you've given me. Prepare me a place. Prepare people to hear the word of God today. Show me where to go. Let me go where you need me to go. And I will follow you through all the days of my life. Do I have a choice? Do I have a choice to make? I could walk out of this church tomorrow if I wanted to. But do I really have a choice? No. Because if I walk out of this church, he'll probably take me to a worse one to show me I had it good here. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. If I get out there in that world and try to live for the world, he's going to show me, get your butt back in church. You don't believe that? Ask some folks around here. They tried to get away from church. Fell on their face. And some of them are hard-headed. Some of them have to fall three or four times. But God will win every time. Because, see, he don't want to let go of his children. Most especially his children that committed themselves to doing his work. Mm. I ain't calling no names on this. I ain't. Ca- <laughs> you call yourself out. I ain't calling you out. You call call your own self out. If it fits, wear it. If you've been disobedient to God in any shape, form, or fashion, that's on you. And who do you fix it? Who fixes it? You and God. You and God. You and God got your own thing going. Because, see, I can't fix you. I can't change you. I can't make you right with God. I can tell you how to do it, but who ultimately has to do it? Oh, but Jerry, I'm bashful and shy. So, get over it. I don't want everybody to know my business. Then stop living for the world, and people won't know you people won't know your business because you won't have no business you'll be ashamed of. Ooh, did I say that out loud? Barbara dropped me a beat. Wake up over there, Barbara. <laughs> huh? we all been there, guys. Your pastor's been there. I've been on my face many times in my life. I've fallen in my place as a pastor before. I've done things that I'm not proud of. And I have to ask forgiveness from God just like everybody else does. Oh, yeah, pastors are supposed to be above that. But guess what, folks? We're also wrapped in flesh. And sometimes the flesh will win a battle. Let me, hear you. Let me hear that right. Sometimes the flesh will win a battle. But if you're strong in God, and you put your faith in Jesus, you'll fight back and win. You'll win the war at the end. If it was easy, everybody would do it. If it was simple, Christ would have had down on the cross. If everybody could do it on their own, we wouldn't need Jesus. I'm going to get me another T-shirt. You all You know I don't like T-shirts, right? But I'm going to get me another T-shirt. I saw it the other day. It says, I'm not the perfect Christian, but I am the Christian that will admit I need Jesus. I will admit I need Jesus every day of my life. Because believe it or not, I get up some days and I want to hurt people. I get up some days I want to hurt y'all. And don't think don't think that you're the only one in the room that feels that way. Cause there's there times when I want somebody to hold my Jesus where I just slap the snot out of somebody. But you know what? Every time I get like that, Jesus just reminds me. I never slapped you. I don't slap on you. When you mess up. I do come down on you. And guys, your pastor in this church, I will come down on you if I need to. I will rain on you. But I'm going to rain on you with God's love. And I'm going to tell you, straighten up for God's sake. And for your sake. And if you're within the sound of my voice today and you don't know Jesus, there ain't no reason for you not to. If you're listening to what I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's already dealing with you. The Spirit's already there telling you, You need to listen to this man. You need to give your life to Christ. And if you're out there and you're not giving your life to Jesus today, right now would be the best time of your whole entire life to go down on your knees and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I have done wrong. I've lived my life in the wrong ways. I've done it the wrong way without you for so long that I need you to come into my life and show me how to live the right way. Forgive me of all of my sins and teach me how to do it better. And I commit myself to living for you forever. And if you got the guts to pray that, Jesus will come into your life right now. And it don't matter what you've been doing, where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're drunk as a skunk or hiring a kite. You can ask God into your life right now and he will come into your life. Is He going to leave you in that state? Nope. He's going to change you if you allow Him. So no matter where you're at today, no matter what pitch you're in or what depression you're in or what addiction you're in, or if you're not even addicted, if you're just one of them people out there that never accepted Christ, and you ain't a drug addict, you ain't an alcoholic, you ain't a gangster, you ain't a biker, you ain't nothing but a regular, everyday Joe, you're still going to hell without Jesus. You don't have to be a bad guy to go to hell, because every person born on this earth is born in the sin nature of God, the sin nature that God implanted on this earth, and you belong to the devil until you change until you're born again. Oh, but Jr., I got born again, but I went back to doing the same things I used to do. Maybe you need to be born again again <laughs> is that really a word <laughs> reborn to reborn rededicate your life back to God and say God I messed up I did it wrong for on my own I need your help and most of all I need your forgiveness I need you to forgive me of my shortcomings and my sins and my follies I need you to wash me as clean as I was the day I first accepted you as Lord and Savior I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this room or somebody out there on the TV or radio or it could be one of the 17 or 18 people in China that we reach every Sunday. And y'all think that's, you think we got it bad in the United States? If those 17 or 18 people got found out by their government that they were listening to Christians, they'd be dead. But they're there every Sunday. God's got them. Next week, I'm going to tell y'all up front, next week y'all going to get a special treat. Y'all ain't going to have to listen to me. You get to listen to my protege over here. Tony's going to come in Sunday morning and preach, and he's going to come back Sunday night and preach next week. I expect this room to be full. I really do. I expect it to fill up. Because it ain't very often y'all don't have to listen to me. Let's fill this place up. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.